This is Nalani and Sasha. Welcome to On Wednesdays We Drink. Cheers, babe. Cheers. Oh, that was nice. That was good. That was good. I'm proud of that clink. Better than our practice run. Yeah. So, what are we drinking today at this end of December? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I love still... that you bring things to my house and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's uh, still 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't deserve fancy, fancy wine. I, so I agree. What do I have here? Uh, a free bottle of sparkling wine from the casino. It's free ninety nine, and that's my favorite price. Yes, it's from the Palms. <laughs> if anybody was interested, okay. And I just thought it was appropriate because the the name of the wine is called Stranger Days. It's super cute. It looks like the Stranger Things writing, so yes. I'm on board. I'm assuming it is. Yeah. I don't know, but we've had a lot of strange fucking days. Strange days. In 2020. Yes. So. Yeah. It's appropriate. So cheers to Strange Days wine right now, or sparkling wine. How do you like it? I haven't tried it. Did you try it? Yeah, I tried it. What do you think? <laughs> I will sip while you talk. <laughs> I was engrossed in your explanation, it's actually, bitch. <laughs> it's actually pretty sweet, honestly. Try it. Yeah. That's really <laughs> <laughs> That was a really long taste. I needed to get the full <laughs> essence of it. It's very effervescent, so bravo for their sparklingness of it. So that's yeah, great. It's really carbonated. It is real sparkly. Um, but you can definitely taste like the fruit in it. So, which I like, but it's produced and bottled by Woodbridge Champagne Cellars. Okay. That doesn't give me any information. It doesn't give you anything. But I mean it's pretty good. It's drinkable. I mean I honestly it's what, eleven point five percent? Shut up. It does not taste like that. It does not. <laughs> it really does not. That's why I was like, wait, this is like Juice. Oh, this is juice. We are drinking sparkling cider right now. This is juice. This is not eleven percent alcohol. What? What the hell? Damn, palms. Okay, gonna get people fucked up. That's how they make that money at the casino. They get you drunk so you can't really function well. They're like twenty two. They're like, no, the game's twenty one. You lost, ho. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so shocked that this is like juice and it's eleven point five percent. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I took it because I was, I told my parents I was like I don't think this is your guys's level because they're like oh no anything anything above like eight is like a little too strong for too them. Too strong for them. Um no they would have actually really enjoyed this. So you know what's funny they could totally drink this because it it does kind of taste like juice and it's very drinkable but they'd be fucked up. <laughs> Seriously it's like wow. your poor sweet mom oh god oh i know oh that lightweight she'd be like it's so good it's fine like thinking it's stella which is like i don't know 40 percent alcohol so like legit juice <laughs> she can down one glass and it's like why do i feel funny dude <laughs> this is dangerous but again this was by the palms and that's in vegas so mm-hmm. wow okay. i just told my grandma she should get more of this yeah i love this how did you get this for free is there a story no. No. My grandma just gambles and gets she just shit. gets shit for free. Okay. Here we go. Thanks, Grandma. Excellent job. Excellent job yeah, with this. Thank you, Grandma. But damn, I'm still shocked. <laughs> I'm still hanging over it. You it are is super drinkable. You're shook it over there. I feel like you're gonna be drinking this really slow for the rest of this episode because you're gonna be worried about getting plastered. Right. And I'm just gonna down <laughs> I this got entire shit to thing. Do. 
tonight, guys. I need to go to Target when we're done with this. We'll find out if I take it. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> oh, goodness. I like it. This is great. But okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some sips. You go ahead and tell me your story. What's been going up with you lately? So Christmas passed, everybody. Um, we had a lovely Christmas. Um, but prior to that, my world um, was rocked and my life is a lie. Oh, no. So there's a, a documentary on Netflix about like holiday movies, right? Oh, they go into detail about like how things are made and it's not what you think. Okay. So the one that obviously caught my eye was about the Nightmare Before Christmas, Mm -hmm. which is my favorite movie of all time. Oh, I think I've seen like a little preview for this documentary. It's like the the movies that made us or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The holiday movies that made us. Okay. And they had that and they had Elf. Uh Uh-huh. So it was, like, oh, in-depth, like, look into, like, the holiday movies that you love. Mm-hmm. It was, like, obviously, I love The Night Before Christmas. Had to watch You're it. You're, like, easy choice, clicking. My life is a lie. Oh, no. Tim Burton didn't make that movie. What? Yeah, you heard that right. He did not make that movie. I was, like, slow down and repeat. Excuse me? Yes. He may have created, like, some of the characters, like Jack and Sally, and had, like, a theme. Like, he had the, a loose story of what he wanted. But because he became a big name in Hollywood, and he was, like, kind of with Disney, but not with Disney. And Disney kind of was like, uh, he's the oddball child of our corporation. Uh, we don't know. But he had, like, the hit of Beetlejuice and all that. Mm -hmm. So these other producers and directors had to come up with a story to make this timeline that Disney was giving them with a small amount of money. And nothing was created. They basically had to make everything from scratch. And if it didn't appease Tim Burton, he got pissed off. They had to start from scratch. What? It was just all this drama. And then basically, like, Danny Elfman, who is, uh, he's a music artist Mm -hmm. from, I I think my mom said Oingo Boingo, like an 80s band. I was like, the fuck did you say to me? Those were sounds. (laughs) Those weren't words. Those were sounds that just came out of your mouth. No. Yeah, so he was he was like I've never created like anything for movies. I've I've been in like band like in a band. Right. And so he basically kind of created the storyline with the songs that he created for this movie. And that was it. And then they were like, Oh yeah, well, it's not really Disney ish because it's kinda creepy and mm-hmm. we don't know if kids are gonna like it, so we're gonna give it to Touchstone, which is a different company of Disney mm-hmm. and up oh, just slapped Tim Burton's name on top of it. So what a slap to the face to all the people that worked on it. And Tim Burton just like came in a few times. It was like his music. rough idea. Was yeah, like, do something, and they all made it happen. I was like that son of a bitch. <laughs> Shit. I was like, my life is a lie. It's a lie. Like I, that is my, that is like a movie that made my childhood, and I was just like very disappointed that. Tim Burton had a loose, creative type of involvement with that movie. That, like, launched your love for Tim Burton. So. Yeah, it really did. And I'm like, he did a shit. Because, <laughs> I mean, I love Beetlejuice, and obviously he was heavily involved in that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like, oh, okay. But this does explain why Johnny Depp was not cast for that film. Now it's making sense. You know who is Jack? Who's Jack? 
Prince Humperdinck from Princess Ride. Shut the fuck <laughs> up! <laughs> yes, no! Yes! Humperdinck? Humperdinck. 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 He can sing? No, that was Danny Elfman. Okay. But he was the voice of Jack. And I, I watched it again on Christmas Day with Nikki. And I was like, I can hear it. I can hear it. I was like... Fucking Humperdinck. But I didn't know that Catherine O'Hara... Which is the mom from Schitt's Creek mm-hmm. is Sally. What? She's Sally. <laughs> yeah. Did Mind she sing blood. it too? Because she can yes. sing. Okay. She sang, and then she was also the little trick or treating witch. Oh, okay. That kind of makes sense. I'm like, Catherine O'Hara is like incredibly talented. Yeah. So I, that she tracks. She has done amazing projects and all that, and it's just yeah. So I was like, mind blown. What? I'm sorry for you. Yeah. I'm so. sorry for you. <laughs> I just cried myself to sleep for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Anything else? Anything else going on? Um. Well, it's getting colder, so now it means that I can do yoga outside in the rain like a crazy person. Yeah, none of those words in that sentence should have been placed the way that they were. It's colder, so I can go outside. No. Yeah. No. So I've been doing yoga. I'm trying to get back at it. Um. I actually like it, but it's, I'm, I'm a little rusty. It's okay. So I'm like, yeah, this downward facing dog is, it's not, it's, it's not legit. <laughs> my form's not in the best. Yeah. These, these dogs Kicked are my judging ass me. when I started, started up again, but that, and then, oh, I'm obsessed with, um, Minecraft with Matt. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm judging the both of you right yeah. now. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, don't ask me how, it just happened. How and old are you, 13? I don't know. <laughs> Anything can happen with 2020. I mean, solid point. Solid but, point. Yeah, we've been obsessed with it, and we created our own world. And then we bought a Nightmare Before Christmas themed Minecraft, of course. <laughs> Before or after? After. But I was like, he didn't do shit, and that's when I started like my little speech about it. And that's like, oh, so you're like still mad about? This. Oh, so you're still mad. <laughs> But you're in too deep. You've loved Nightmare Before Christmas for I know, too many and I was years. just like, oh, it's a lie. My it's life fine. Is a lie. It's fine. I don't know who I am anymore. Well, none of us do. It's okay. <laughs> Welcome to the land of make believe. I've been here for a long time. It's okay. Like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> but yeah, so heavily doing Minecraft with Matt. I created a lovely home. Nice. Um. Yeah. Don't know. We are not at the level of my niece and nephew, Benjamin Ellie, because they were trying to teach us some stuff. Who are how Day. old again? Just because I need the people to no. know. No. I need They're the young. people to know They're how young. old they are. They're young. That's all you need to know. <laughs> but they were telling me like, "Oh, did you do this?" And I was like, "No." It's like, did I do what now? <laughs> <laughs> there was only like tips and tricks and I was like yeah no we didn't do that so next time yeah I got you next time so yeah that's pretty much my life right that's now. fun that's exciting I'm sad Is for you though? I'm sad for you <laughs> that your world was turned upside down with Tim Burton but everything else sounds pretty cool to write him an angry letter just be like what the fuck <laughs> strongly worded email sir I feel lied to <laughs> I have been betrayed. <laughs> I need to start over from age five up. I've made Give mistakes. The, what is it? The white, the white girls or white chicks? Huge. Um, dear Mr. President. <laughs> I, um... oh, yes, exactly like that. Please do that. 
Trying oh, to go gosh. viral that way. He's just like this crazy <laughs> person. We post that you had a blonde wig. <laughs> oh, I can see it now. It's so good. <laughs> anyway. So while I was um ruining my childhood mm-hmm. wallowing. <laughs> um, what have you been up to? Um, nothing crazy. Uh had a had a lovely Christmas. Had a lovely Christmas. Yes. Kept that very small because pandemic. Um, so that was nice. I ate, ate a whole bunch of really good food. Um, I'm on break from work right now. Like my job closes during this time of year. I have been back and forth with myself because my director posted like, Hey, do you guys want to pick up hours? And I'm like, Hmm, mm-hmm. should I go to work? Should I go to work? And I'm like, I know I was like, it's usually the holiday season. And I know you have the option of like working from home or something like that, or you are off for a certain amount of time. Yeah. I'm off for like a week and a half depending on where the days fall, but we do, there's like two or three of us that'll go in for like four days out of the days that we're closed, just so that we don't have like a bunch of work piling up because no one's in the building. Yeah. Um, so, which we're already all planned out and all scheduled out. So I was like, oh shit, whatever. I'm not going to do it. But I guess a couple people dropped. So she's been posting like, Hey, can someone pick up a shift? And I'm like, no, hmm. enjoy this time. I know. I'm so bad. Like so. Mom. I'm sleeping for now. Uh, <laughs> the other fun thing that I've been doing, though, um, so Sable and I watched uh, the Ripper documentary because, you know, I can't resist a serial killer documentary on my favorite things in the world. Um, so it's not the Jack the Ripper of, like, 1880 London. It's the Yorkshire Ripper, who is, like, um, early 70s in Yorkshire, England. So fascinating story. Deeply they fascinating They really story. are with the crime documentaries. You're just like, wow. I was like, I didn't know half of this. And I'm so excited that I know it now. I'm very excited for it. Because <laughs> that's what I do in my free time. I learn about serial killers. I'm healthy, I swear. <laughs> um, and then I finally started watching um, Haunting of Bly Manor. How do you like it? I think it's really, really good so far. It's so good. It's so, so good. I think I'm three episodes in, and then my sister was like, no, we need to switch to something happy. I can't keep watching this. And I was like, what's wrong with you? Mind you, we're watching it the day it rained. And I'm like, bitch, no. It is now officially dark. There's thunder outside. This obviously means we continue to watch horror movies. And she's like, I'm going to need a break. I'm like, weakling. But I changed the channel for her. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think it's really, really good. Like, I loved Haunting of Hill House. I thought Hill House was great. And I knew Bly Manor was a completely different story, so it's not like we were gonna follow any of the same things going on. But yeah, I love we didn't it. watch the first, the first one. Oh, you didn't do Hill House? No, we didn't. We just went into Bly Manor, and it, I'm glad we did it. Yes, I was emotional. So yeah. I'm I'm prepared for this to get crazy. Cause oh yeah, Hill House just like. The first, I think, like I said, I'm only three episodes in, and if I remember correctly, Hill House, like, the first three or four episodes is really just, like, building you into the story, and then the last, like, five episodes, it was, like... Chaos. Every single episode, some new chaos happened, some new crazy shit happened, and you're like, the fuck? What? So, I can't wait. I'm assuming Bly is probably going to do the same thing. It's so amazing. We need to talk about it after when you... After I finish it? Yes. Okay. I'm excited. it's so great. I cannot wait to debrief. Yes, I like to keep myself anywhere between like six months and ten years behind what everyone else oh, is watching. I know. Gives me joy. You have a whole ass list mm-hmm. of what you need to watch. I know, I know, and I just keep adding things to it, and then I look at it, and I'm like, eventually, I'm gonna get there. <laughs> um, 
And then, of course, I've been reading because that's what I do in my free time. And I'm You're not... so good. I'm all doing Minecraft bullshit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're being productive. I don't know if sitting on my couch for seven hours watching the Ripper documentary and then three episodes of Fly Manor counts as being productive, but thank but you. But you're reading. You still have time to read. I did, that's my point. I did like, start reading that after we finished Bly, so. Me and fine. Matt, like, built our little home. <laughs> we started at what I think was 8 or 9 p.m. We didn't finish till, like, 1. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, this is embarrassing because this is a very long time. Who are we? But you like your games. I'm I not going to judge you for playing games. I think that's totally acceptable. It's fine. I mean, it gave us something cute for us to do as, as a couple, yeah. even though we argue. Obviously. Matt is very OCD about our little chest and how to organize <laughs> things. And I'm like, let me build the home. <laughs> I, I am Noah from the notebook. Let me build the house. <laughs> God, I love that that's what you guys are arguing over. This is so great. It's so, yeah. so difficult for the two of you, and I love and it And then so this, much. he freaking got lost for, like, two days in Minecraft. And I was like, where are you? I'm alone. And there's <laughs> creepers everywhere. And he goes, I can't die because I have all the stuff that you need for me to bring back. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not even going to ask how you get lost in the game. I don't. Oh, you can get lost. I don't need details. You can get lost. I don't. I don't... It's crazy. I get lost all the time, and he gets mad at me, and I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> I'll find my way back somehow. This game sounds like the digital version of the board game Life, <laughs> and I'm already stressed, and I don't want to do it. It's stressful. I don't. No, thank you. No. But it's awesome, so. Sure. Sure it is. <laughs> sure. Ringing endorsement. Anyway, um, so I started reading. So I'm like eight books behind my Goodreads uh, reading goal for the year. And I was like... Wait, eight behind? Eight, eight books behind. Like, I'd have to read eight books by the 31st, like midnight on the 31st. Like in two days? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, can I do it? Oh my god! Can gosh. I make it? I don't know if I'm gonna, but we'll see. It's gonna be a real fun ride trying to, trying to see how many I can get to during that time period. So I'm listening to an audiobook right now. It's a poetry book, and it's called Finna, F-I-N-N-A. Uh, by Nate Marshall. It's really, really good. It's, um, he's mixing, like, Ebonics slang with, like, incredibly proper English and just the way he's doing so to, to create identity through, like, the multiplicity of who we are and how we occupy space in the world. It's just very, very well done. So okay. I'm excited for that. Um, and then I started reading a uh, romance novel because if I'm going to speed read through anything, I can happily speed read through some romance novels. So <laughs> uh, I started another romance novel, novel, which was recommended. I listened to a podcast with the author who wrote um, You Had Me at Ola, mm -hmm. and she recommended this author's book. And I was like, Psh, done. That's easy. Um, so it's called The Worst Best Man. And it's great. <laughs> it's great. The worst best. Yeah. I'm like halfway through right now and it's it's fucking hilarious. Like the two leads are really sarcastic, which is okay. just It's your alley. That's your alley. So good. So good. And the female lead, she's not like super sarcastic because she's incredibly well put together and she tries not to be like, I'm gonna jib at you, but the male lead does. And she'll get on he'll get under her skin and she'll be like, All right, fine, fuck it, we're playing this game. So you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, a strong crossover for myself. <laughs> the more I read through things, like they they had a moment, like a breakthrough, um, where she was really just like talking about her her emotions, and she's uh, Brazilian American. She was explaining how like being 
Afro-Latina in like a first generation in America gets really difficult showing your emotions because you either get branded as like the angry black woman Mm -hmm. or as the like extra emotional Latina that can't be trusted. So she's like, I had to learn how to bottle them in and not show them to people because it gets really uncomfortable for me when I show emotions. And his response, because he's a white guy, his response, he's like, wow, like I never... I don't even realize the things that I don't even have to think about because I get to go through the world as a white guy. And he's like, he was talking about the fact that he had um, co-workers where they would, like a white male co-worker going off in a business setting would just be fine. No one would even think anything about it. He's like, but let one of my female co-workers start crying in a business meeting. I probably would think less of her. And he's like, and that's not really fair if I let the guy like get red in the face and go huff and puff, but the I can't let a woman show emotion. So yeah he was he made some really good points and I was like this is very well written very well done love an interracial couple love that she's weaving in social issues just in the middle of them trying to understand and get to know each other so I'm like this is this is great so I'll probably finish that tonight (laughs) um just (laughs) as you as you casually say that I'll finish it tonight it's good it's funny so I can't wait to see how that ends uh but I think that's pretty much it binge watching some stuff on Netflix trying to see how many books I can read before the end of the year We'll find out. <laughs> and then you're going to tell me and be like, wow, I literally made another town in Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so while you read five books, I have built this beautiful home. <laughs> Would you like to see? I'm improving my home. Yeah. <laughs> well, power to you. Because, yeah. I have to be, I don't know, like with age, I don't know. But I have to be like in the mood. I need to really be focused on on um what do you call it reading and mm-hmm. I, there's just so much going on sometimes and I'm like no I have no passion to read right now yeah I'm like where did my passion go damn it but I also feel like that's because you read a lot of like non-fiction a lot of like self-help or like really deep books books that take like you need to process this and you need to digest yeah. this like I read two kinds of books. I read books where I'm trying to learn something and I need to process and digest this and I know this is going to be a lot to take in and those always take me longer to read. Yeah. And then I read things where I'm like, I don't want to think about the shitty things going on in my life right now. So I'm going to watch two people fall in love and do terrible things and miss cues and make dumb decisions because that's fun for me. So I'm going to do that. So it just depends. True, true. Okay. I think we're good. Yes, so we're going to go to our wifey wisdoms, and what we're going to do today is wrap up 2020. We're almost there. Thank God. (laughs) We're dragging ass, but we almost made it. We're almost Uh, there, guys. It's been a year, guys. It's been a year. A year. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not going to put any labels on it. It's, It's... Mm-hmm. A shitty year. I'll I'll put a label on it. You a do shitty that. Shitty year. It happened. We're almost out of it. Whatever. Um, but yeah. So let's. I'm gonna ask a couple questions. We're gonna we're gonna get this going. So, what is something new you started doing this year? I will say that I've. Well, I actually had the time mm-hmm. to get back into my spirituality. And so I created a beautiful altar for myself to mm-hmm. where I can practice my meditation. I can really do, like, focus on my my inner healing. And so I have, like, a bunch of crystals that are there. Um, and they all represent, like, the different chakras. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to definitely do my research and really practice how to tap into that type of energy for the different portions of my chakras. And I'm incorporating um, Mother Earth as a goddess. Okay. And then the Divine Feminine as a goddess Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Because, like, you know, I started researching. And, of course, like, everything that I was researching, um, they're saying that, you know, altars, there's no right or wrong way to do an altar it's right. like basically what you want to put on there mm-hmm. so it's like you can put a deity that you want to go ahead and and i don't want to say worship but it's just some someone <clears throat> that you can go ahead and and um, intertwine them within your your spiritual practices and all that and i was like um mother earth done yeah that makes sense and for you. you know the divine feminine is to help me be stronger and and you know, feminine and also graceful and, and passionate and all that. So I will update <laughs> on how that goes because meditation for me is something that I'm struggling with because I need to learn how to quiet my mind. Yes. And it's so hard. It is difficult. Dogs and mm-hmm. cats mm-hmm. and people walking in and yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, I would I would definitely say, you know, creating that that new spiritual realm for myself to I don't know to kind of see where it goes see how I can heal myself through meditation so I love that I think that's beautiful I still haven't seen all the new stuff with your altar so oh I haven't showed you no okay I need to take a picture I also haven't been to your house in like two months so yeah take a picture and send it to me yeah I lost some of my crystals (gasps) oh no yeah because I put them in my bra because I wanted them to be close to me okay because they're smooth stones. I went straight to violence. I was like, are we <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, interesting place to keep your knives, but I understand. No, they're like little heart-shaped stones. And I was I was going to go see Matt. And then I, <laughs> midway while I was like visiting with him, I was like, where's my, my stones? And he's like, what do you mean? I go, he goes, you had them in your bra again? I like, <laughs> again? I love him. <laughs> I was like, I lost them. And he goes, why do you put them there? I was like, because I want it close, like, skin to skin. Like, mm-hmm. I want to feel the vibrations of having my crystals with me. So, yeah, I learned not to do that. Yep. So we're not going to do that again. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm down two crystals, and I'm really sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for you. That sucks. But anyway, what about you? Um, Something that I started doing this year was actually looking into how white I read. Like, I understand that reading all of, like, canonized literature, it's always a dead white guy. That's just, unfortunately, the rule of, like, English canonized lit. Um, But even, like, current contemporary literature, like, most of the stuff that gets promoted is written by white people. And I'm like, I don't think I read a book last year written by a Hispanic person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a problem. I, yeah. I'm surrounded by Hispanic people. Like, it's a problem if I don't engage with a different culture. So, yeah, that's one thing I started doing this year that I'm actually really happy that I started doing is taking stock of who I'm reading from. Because now I've, I've found so many great authors that I probably would not have found before. Yeah. I've, I've read so many outstanding books, like, been able to engage with a lot of different cultures. I read an author who is um, Indian American. Her book was, like, emotional and outstanding. 
Um, I've read a couple of Hispanic authors now. I've read a couple of black authors now. So I'm like, this, this is nice because I don't want to only consume one type of voice. So yeah. diversifying that kind of content, even in the stuff that I listen to, like listening to podcasts that are hosted by people of color rather than only hosted by white people, just so that I'm not only hearing one version of a story constantly in everything that I consume. So <clears throat> that's been great for me. I love that. Thank you. And I still need to read the one that you're talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm over talking about it with you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm over it because. Play Minecraft. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Once you read it, you'll understand why I wanted you to read it. So good. I know, I know, I know. Whatever. I, I will get there. Break maybe my heart. 2021 will. Maybe, maybe. Will be the year. <laughs> I read some shit. <laughs> Put my hopes out. <laughs> All right. So what's one quality you learned to appreciate about yourself this year? Mm. Mm. Dang, deep with the question. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so I am just by nature a super self-critical person. And I've learned like being self-critical is not healthy and it doesn't really, doesn't really get you anywhere. If your voice in your head is negative, like there's, there's kind of no point in holding that voice in your head. But what I learned to appreciate about myself is When I look at myself, not from a critical lens, but from a reflective lens, I can actually have some really informed, helpful conversations with myself about what I'm going through, what life currently looks like, what I want out of life, like any of those things. If I look at myself and rather being like super negative and super critical and getting down on myself and being mean to myself and just being reflective and like honest in a space and not being like oh I should be here letting go of the should narrative and saying I am here what happened here why are things the way that they are and just being reflective and having like an open conversation rather than turning it into a critical space so I am proud of that trait that I'm able to do that because I recognize that it's really hard when you have a self-critical voice to just stop yourself halfway through and say no we're not going to criticize ourselves we're going to look at ourselves and be honest and be happy and proud of whatever it is that we've got going on right now so yeah I mean as a best friend too it's hard when your friend is like really criticizing criticizing themselves when it's like no I see you as this awesome person Mm -hmm. and it's just like but I can't be that voice you like no you need to change that that's something where you need to figure out yourself and yeah you know find your own way because no matter how supportive your your circle is, like, don't get me wrong, it's incredibly helpful to have a super supportive circle mm-hmm. and have them say positive things about you. But you're right. like You still have to do the work. Yeah. yeah. I can't. You can't stop the voice in my head. I have to be the one to change what the voice in my head is saying to me. So. Yep. Yeah. What about you? I would say the quality that I learned to appreciate is me being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. because it was very hard for me to to be vulnerable and and let people in um you know cry about things I was very private I'm a very I still am a very private person when it comes to things that I'm battling within um but this year it just helped me realize that no like I need to talk about what's going on inside me mm-hmm. and you know I need to find those safe spaces and those safe people to talk about the stuff I'm going with you know like I discussed with you Mm -hmm. everything that was going on and it's just like I learned that you know it's it's not healthy for me to just keep holding all this stuff in Mm -hmm. you know and because of COVID and all this stuff um 
you know, therapy was kind of limited. Yeah. So this is where I needed to, like, you know, you, you have to at least let somebody in. Right. And, yeah, so hopefully with 2021 and hopefully when, you know, we finally get through this pandemic, that's where I'll be able to reach out to a professional and, and talk about some stuff. But, that's yeah, good. I never really liked my vulnerability mm-hmm. as, like, a child, a teenager, because, I don't know, I just always felt that I was shamed for it or criticized about either crying or being upset or having these types of emotions or thoughts. So it's just, that's just something that I learned to just cope with everything that I'm dealing with on my own. Mm-hmm. And as a counselor myself, I know that is not the right and healthiest way to do it. So yeah. yeah. A lot of self-reflection for myself mm-hmm. and, and appreciating that, you know, it's okay. It's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah, and I feel like even without being criticized about being vulnerable, being vulnerable is literally just hard. It's hard. Like, it's just difficult to do. So being able to, one, do it, and then to appreciate that about yourself is a big, big step. And being able to continue to be vulnerable and be open and talk about things that are going on with you. So Yeah, because, I mean, it's just being able to tell people what's going on. It just, I don't know, it's just that weight was kind of lifted. Yeah, definitely. So You feel less alone. Yep. And beautiful love. Thank you. Okay. So what's one area you hope to grow in next year? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say boundaries. Because mm-hmm. people don't respect boundaries. Mm-hmm. It pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> um, I'm terrible at creating boundaries. It's okay. A lot of us are. Preach to the choir. I'm here. Yeah. It's just, I'm, I'm all for like, what do you need? What can I do? How can I help? And it's just, like, because of everything I've experienced this year, my own mental health issues, I can't always do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't always expect myself to always respond and be there for everybody else's issues when I can't, when I'm, like, barely dealing with mine or struggling with my or own Or you're issues. neglecting your own so that you can be there or for someone else. Yes. So it's just, you know, I, I need to set these boundaries so to be comfortable to tell people, no, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we've had a lot of difficult conversations this whole year. And it's like, I don't want to deal with that anymore. I, if you're not going to listen to me and you're going to bash what I think and what I feel, and you're going to invalidate me and invalidate my job and, you know, different things like that. Like, I, I have nothing to say to you. We right. don't need to have any conversations other than basic Right. Basic, you know, conversations of, hi, hello, how are you? If we can't build a foundation of respect on this topic, then yeah, I can like set a boundary I'm, and say I don't want to talk about it with you. Yeah, I'm just all for not dealing with toxic pe- people mm-hmm. for next year. And it's just, that's it's going to take a lot of <laughs> a lot of time and effort. You but could do this, I believe in you. I need to, I need to set those boundaries for, for people that drain me of my, my energy. Mm-hmm. So very important what about you oh god area (laughs) that i want these are hard questions i know i'm like why do we do this to ourselves damn us you should have got shots instead damn it you know you need to just drink more get further down that glass we have more in the bottle we can keep going (laughs) do this i'm telling you it's juice i don't know i don't taste anything i'm just sipping on juice over here sparkly juice (laughs) Uh, an area of growth for myself. So, um, 
I think at the beginning of this year, I had made a comment about wanting to try new things because I feel like I live a very carefully curated life mm-hmm. where I make very specific decisions Precise. and I, I yeah, I don't push outside of my box of precision, which is dumb because like, if you get me in an art space, I always like to think outside the box. I hate doing things the in any kind of conventional way in anything in that space but then the second you put me into making like big life decisions I'm like um so there's a handbook on this right on like what the what the right choice is no fuck the adults fuck (laughs) um so last uh, beginning of this year I said that I wanted to you know take more risks but I definitely was putting that in the space of like doing different things and then the pandemic hit and I was like excellent I don't have to do shit I'm not growing I'm not making changes no bitch but then I realized throughout this year that making riskier choices or making choices that push myself don't always involve doing something so it's not like getting on a plane and going further than I've gone before on a plane or going on a cruise or traveling to a different country because those things are amazing and I would love to do all of those things when the world reopens um but I can push myself still by, you know, being honest with people when I don't want to be honest with them or showing an emotion that I usually like to hide to people who I don't feel completely comfortable showing my emotions to. Like I show my emotions to like you and like two other people. So maybe that's not healthy. And that's okay. And that's okay. But maybe that's not healthy. Maybe like if I want to grow as a person and have new people in my life, Mm -hmm. I might actually have to have real conversations with people. So that's an area of growth that I would like to go into. I am very precise in all of the things I talk about, in the types of conversations I have. Like, I have the level of social anxiety where I rehearse conversations before I have conversations. I do that too. But it's like basic shit. It's not even like, basic. it's not even like this is a difficult conversation. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to go and ask this person how their weekend was. And then if they respond this way, I'll say this. And if they respond that way, I'll say this. Like I rehearse. Seriously? Yes. I rehearse regular conversations that. because it's so I rehearse when I have to talk to like a police officer to get like case information that for makes a sense. client that makes or like sense. a lawyer or whatever. No, I, I plan out, like, if I know that the coworker I'm working with is not super chatty, like, if I'm working with someone who's chatty, and this is also another revelation I had, that I rely on people who are very loquacious to yeah. drive a conversation. I don't do anything. I don't put in any work in a conversation. So if I'm talking to someone who doesn't put in all of the effort in a conversation, I don't know what the fuck to do. So then I start rehearsing I things. Said, I word vomit. And I think that's why one of the coworkers that I had mm-hmm. that we kind of like, mm, about they hated me because I was just like asking stupid questions or just trying to keep the because I You're feel my like favorite that people. silence. You are my favorite people. Like dead silence is like horrible to me, and I'm like, oh my god, You're they my, hate me. They're you're my favorite. You're my favorite version because you'll just keep asking questions and I'll just keep replying, and I'm just like, ask like random ask. I'm questions. like, this is excellent. I didn't have to think of anything. They're doing all the heavy lifting for me. This is great. I love like, it do so you much. Like dogs. I love it so much. Let's do it. Let's have that conversation. <laughs> Whereas, like, I don't mind my issue. I shouldn't say my issue. I don't mind silence. I can sit in a room with someone for, like, 30 minutes or an hour and not speak a word. See, depending on the day for me, it's, like, it could be, like, cool. I have shit to do. Mm -hmm. I'm focused. But then there's times where I'm, like, God, do they hate me? (laughs) I mean, I get super insecure about it, too. And I'm, like, why are they not talking to me? Why are they not talking to me? They're talking to the other person. Is it me? Do they not like me? I get super insecure (laughs) all the time. But I have to rehearse conversations because I'm not... I'm not comfortable just being that word vomiting okay. person. So I realized that taking taking calculated risks with my life and trying to grow to do more 
doesn't mean that I have to go, you know, bungee jumping. It, it could be something as simple as learning how to take control in a conversation rather than expecting someone else to do it for me. So that's what my hope to grow in next year is, you know, release a little bit of that anxiety. I will probably always be a socially anxious person, which whatever it is, what it is. I live this life. I love it. Thank you. Alrighty. Let's see. What was one of the hardest lessons you learned? Oh, God. It doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any better. We're just, like, gonna plug through it. Deeper and deeper and deeper. I need to start chugging. Although I'm further down than you are, so... That's don't, typical. Don't don't force me to drink. I'm not I'm not forcing <laughs> you to do anything. <laughs> there is no peer pressure. You know I can finish a bottle of wine alone. I don't need any help. So it's all good. I don't know what it is about like when we record. I always like kind of just sip and I don't know. I, don't, I get nervous recording. I'm like ready to down it. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> but you have to say that this is more the most that I've drank. Yeah, you're doing in very well. You're, that's because I gave you juice. You're doing very well. No, that's not the most. Like, anytime we drink tea, you you will guzzle through the tea. So Because that's my shit. I know. That's my shit. I know. What was the question? I totally forgot our question now. I went on, <laughs> I went on a tangent. <laughs> what? You're shaming me. What was one of the hardest lessons you've learned? Oh, yes. One of the hardest lessons I learned this is year. that. This year. Yes. Not a lesson that I keep relearning because I'm stubborn and I don't want to move forward. I'm a little stubborn. Um, the hardest lesson I learned this year is that forgiveness actually takes a lot more work than what it looks like on the surface. And this is going to sound dumb and asinine to anyone who's like good at this. So sorry, I suck at this. Welcome to my life. Um, but I feel like forgiveness I knew it was a multiple step process, like logistically, I can't just say I'm over it. And that means I'm over it. and We can move on. Like maybe for some things you can just say that and it's not a big deal and you move forward. But forgiveness, especially if you've been hurt by whatever it is, it takes time. It takes time. And it's not just like, oh, I forgive the person for what happened. It's like, I forgive the person for what happened. I forgive it. I forgive the circumstances for existing. I forgive myself for being in that particular space. I forgive myself for feeling pain. I forgive myself for holding grudges. Like there's a lot that goes into actually fully forgiving something that happened. So mm-hmm. that is the lesson that has been thrown into my face this year. I won't say I've learned it, but I can't avoid it at this point. I can't avoid the knowledge that not only is it a multi-step process and I the other thing I'm learning with forgiveness is like the more you forgive it's like layers like I forgave this layer and now I realize there's a layer beneath it where I'm like yeah, oh crap true. this is a like new I thought I was done yeah no, there's more <laughs> there's a new level of pain that I didn't realize was attached <laughs> to this particular thing fuck now I'm gonna have to deal with this like there's and I feel like that was the thing I didn't know about forgiveness I thought like okay I did the thing. I'm over the thing. I forgive all of the people associated as well as myself for the thing. I'm done without realizing that like, no, there's layers to this shit and there's, there's more that goes into it. So that's the the lesson I'm trying to learn. It's the lesson that won't let me ignore it anymore. So we'll see. (laughs) Forgiveness is not my strength. I love to hold a grudge. Me and grudges were best friends. I collect them like pillows. I'm like, let's go. We're just gonna hold on to all of this so but it's not healthy you're right what about you my dear oh gosh (laughs) your turn 
I would say the hardest lesson I've learned this year is that you have to actively work at healing your traumas. I'm going to need you to say that again for the people in the back. Actively healing your traumas. There we go. There we go. That's a lesson worth learning. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's kind of in the sense like yours. Like mm-hmm. you think you're one and done. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm over. I'm past it. I did it. No, like I discussed with you personally mm-hmm. that you know some of the things in my life, traumas that I've experienced, they've resurfaced, mm-hmm. and I, I thought I had dealt with them, right. but <laughs> surprise, bitch! No, 2020 is gonna make you think about them again. Yep. Yep. And you know, like one of them is like Matt's um seizures Mm -hmm. and how he was hospitalized like that is ptsd that i have to actively work Mm -hmm. against Mm -hmm. and it's just it's it's super confusing and healing from trauma and ptsd is not an easy task no um because what may work for you at one point in time Mm -hmm. is not always going to work and that's what i'm learning and it's just this constant, like, uphill battle of, like, okay, well, this is not working, so I need to find something else that is going to help me move further up. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real bitch, but, you know, I'm, since we're working from home, I have a little bit more downtime. You know, I'm able to kind of delve into things that, you know, I wouldn't normally try well in a work week. Right. You know, like actively pursuing yoga now Mm -hmm. and meditation before bed or meditation during the day or Mm -hmm. just like taking a break going in nature or something like that like I can't do that (laughs) I can't do that at my job I I could essentially on my breaks but you know being a little bit harder to find you know some quiet trees when you're in the middle of the parking lot it's a yeah small struggle small struggle without people thinking you're crazy right um but yeah it's just I have to I don't know, figure figure some things out now mm-hmm. with my traumas and see what works. And like I said, again, hopefully 2021 will give me more opportunities to seek mental health. Right. So. And I like the way that you put it as actively working through them. Because I definitely feel like when you come up against something, it's like, okay, I did it. I'm done. I don't need to keep doing things. But again, like you said, it's like a, another layer. Yeah. So and you're just like, fuck. I think that's really important. Level two. <laughs> damn it. God. I haven't met the boss yet. Bitch, damn it. Yeah. My levels is goddamn game cut. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's always a fun surprise. Surprise. But... We still got issues. <laughs> but I mean, you work hard and you know, if you're actively trying to to heal yourself, it's you know, there's always going to be good days and there's going to be some days where you take a few steps back, but yeah. then there might be days where you take 10 steps forward. And so it's just, it's just a battle, but yeah. hopefully you will get there. And I have faith in all of you who maybe are dealing with your own traumas. So we're in this together. We're going to make it through guys. Yep. One onion layer at a time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's throw in a lighthearted one. Uh, what is one of the funniest things that you saw or experienced this year? Give me See, a gem. I didn't, I didn't download TikTok until maybe a few months ago. Uh-huh. Same. 
and it's fucking brilliant. It's so good. <laughs> Why did I wait so long? It's hilarious. Why did I wait so long? It's so great. There's so many gems. Like I just I don't know. But the one that sticks out to me is the the angel and the god one of like the dinosaurs, the <laughs> meteor and meteor. <laughs> the meteor. It will never get old. Never get old. Never, never, never get, old. get old. Every single time I see it. I crack up laughing. Like I think the it's the one best that, thing in the world. The one guy that I constantly send you, it's like he's like um, doing a couple where he's always the guy, then the girlfriend, and all the, the little couple shenanigans. It's so funny. It's so relatable because it's so good. I'm in a long-term relationship with Matt, and I'm like, yeah, that is us! That is us! <laughs> Arguing over bullshit! It's us! <laughs> it's us. Yeah, no, TikTok has produced some deep gems into my life and I thank you because you bring me my funniest moments in the times <laughs> when I need you you really do and there's this one girl and I'm so mad that I don't remember her name but like if you know the meteor meteor thing you know this girl because she's yeah. just she's great she's the soundtrack of the pandemic um, but she's always like eating chips and like casually putting on her sunglasses at the punchline of the joke and it's so good she's like um if I say I'm going to be there, she's like, be there in five minutes or on my way. Give me a minute. Lies. All lies. I'm like, oh, my God, it's me. <laughs> she's like, two is five. Five is seven. <laughs> if you're on time, that's your fault. Not mine. <laughs> and her favorite one is that one. She's like, uh, if I'm late and you're late, then we're both on time. Look at that. <laughs> Problem-solving skills. <laughs> she's a golden gem. I love her so much. She's a pandemic mood. She's clearly, like, in comfy clothes, snacking on chips at home, talking about how great it is to be at home. So I just, I love her so much. <laughs> and her content brings me joy. So TikTok, you're great. I love it. I freaking love it. And I love all the, the cooking fails and then oh, the people yes. that are like judging the people. Oh my God. Gordon Ramsay, when he got a TikTok, I was like, bless the Lord. Bless the sweet baby Jesus. Gordon Ramsay has a TikTok. And all he does is watch people. If you've never seen his TikTok, all he does is watch people make food. And he just fucking and is just disappointed. Fucking judges the entire time. I'm like, it's Hell's Kitchen, but in like a minute snidbit. And I love it so much. I'm so fucking excited. The one that comes to mind is where somebody's like putting stuff in the crock pot. And then he's like, okay, they're chopping up this, okay. And then, like, they have beef. Mm -hmm. And then they put chicken. He goes, chicken in the beef? What the fuck? <laughs> and he's just so, he is so confused. They put pumpkin. They put all this other shit in the crock pot. Oh, my and God. And he's like, together? Together chicken and beef? And then it's dog food. And he goes, oh. <laughs> Okay, never mind. Immediately calms down. Oh, okay, okay, never mind, never mind. Also, like, high-quality dog content has been given this entire year, and I love all of you who put your dogs on the internet. Thank you. Yeah, 2020 goes to the dogs. Goes to the dogs, bitches, because they've been they've been giving me greatness all That's day beautiful. long. <laughs> Alrighty, so give us silver linings for this horrible year oh shit a silver lining a silver lining for this horrible year okay every introvert is gonna vibe with me on the silver lining right here <laughs> so my silver lining of this year is i, I know what you're gonna say yeah. horrible. i am notorious for accepting an invitation or making plans when i'm in a good mood now mind you i am a moody ass cancer my mood changes 
literally every second. Like, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone who knows me. I'm not predictable in the mood category. It, I know. It is Just tell what me it sorry. Is. Just tell me sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know how you've stuck around for this long. <laughs> uh, you know, it funny. is what you make it me is. Laugh. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's the one thing I bring to the category. Your cancer panic make me, makes me laugh. I'm glad that you enjoy my panic. I enjoy it after I'm over panicking, but <laughs> while panicking, it's not that much fun. Um, but I'm notorious. I will accept an invitation or I'll make plans when I'm in the mood to be around people. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, let's all go out for drinks. Oh my God, yes, let's all go out dancing. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's go to a party. And then the day arrives. Let's go to Disneyland with me. No, I would never say yes. You did say yes. I said yes. Yes, you did. Was I high? (laughs) (laughs) I don't do drugs, but was I high? I don't know, but I I mean, I knew that I wasn't going to force you on, like, there's not really roller coasters there, but, no. like, just to chill I and whatever. I fucking hate you amusement parks. Yes. What was wrong with me? And you ditched me. Oh. And I was so sad. That sounds like me. The ditching. Well, the happiest place on earth was very sad that day. Sorry, the ditching sounds high-key like me. But no, this pandemic silver lining is when the moment comes and I'm losing feeling and I no longer want to be out in public dealing with crowds because that's like literally my least favorite thing to do would be in a crowd. I don't have to come up with an excuse to not go. I just get to say it's a pandemic and I want to be careful and I don't want to get anybody sick because I work with the public or I don't think it's safe that we should be out doing things. And everyone's like, you know, I understand. I totally respect your decision. You know, thank you so much for letting us know. And I'm like, you guys have a great time. I'm not the judgmental type. I know you're being safe. I know you're taking precautions. You go have a good time. They're like, thank you. I really wish you could be here. And I'm like, girl, me too. And then I get cozy in bed and start reading. So you are so terrible. Silver fucking line right there. I have never had a. So all your friends that are listening, they're just like. Oh. They should fucking know. <laughs> they should fucking know. They should fucking know. All of my friends. There's probably like one or two people who are like. Oh. I thought she was really... <laughs> if you've been friends with me literally for more than six months, you know I bail. You know I do! It's not because I don't love you. It's not because I don't enjoy being around you. Those are never the answers. I love my friends. I love being with my friends. I just literally can't people sometimes. I'm sorry. Deep introvert problems. Oh, yeah. I get it. Though. Anyways, what about you? What's your silver lining for 2020? Um, That Ollie and Luna had the best year ever. <laughs> they did. They, they did. Truly, well, I'll take Luna out of it. <laughs> Luna can care less. She just cares, like, do I get to go downstairs? Like, what's happening? So let's say Ollie had the best year. Ollie had the best and year. And Luna was confused as fuck. That's what that was. Yeah, she was like, why are you here? She's, you're this still is my alone here? time. <laughs> I'm supposed to be fed at 6.30, and you've been fucking up and feeding me at, like, 9.30, 10 o'clock. I was really looking forward to six hours without you. Like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Yeah, no, Ollie's had his best life because I'm home mm-hmm. all day, every day, and he gets to follow me into my client sessions. Oh, true. He is there. And I'm like, Ollie, you don't need to be here for this. You don't need to hear the trauma. And he's like, no, I'm going to be there. I'm here to support. I'm the emotional support pup. Hello. And he's just there, lying down, taking a nap while I'm doing my counseling sessions or whatever. On my Zoom meetings, he's there. <laughs> And Hello, dog is here. <laughs> I think in the beginning we did have a Zoom, like a Zoom uh, picture, 
of all of our dogs. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I need to find it. My sister's dog did that. She had like a video conference thing with like a couple of the teachers she worked with, and her dog just like popped his paws on her lap and like stuck his nose in the camera. Yeah. And her coworkers was like, "What?" She's like, "Sorry, that's my dog." They're like, "Oh my god, let's see the dog!" So yeah, they're they're having a great time. They're having. I think the dogs and cats and animals, whatever you have at home, they're having the best time ever because you're home. Yeah. And I'm like, you're going to be devastated when I go back to work. Yeah. I'm going to break your heart. Yeah. They're just gonna... I bet you right now, because I'm at your house recording, he is going to be like, where, the where did you go? It's been 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, relax. It's been like two hours. Every time I, I leave him for a few hours, if I'm running errands or whatever, he guilt, he guilt trips me <laughs> all the time. He starts crying and he's just mad. I love the video you sent me the other day of him just laying on your bed, whining and crying because you had been gone. Yeah. I'm like, I can't with this dog. Every time. I can't with this dog. Like, Ollie, it's been three hours. <laughs> three hours. I work a full eight hours. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? That's not including traffic and traveling time. Nothing. None of it. <sighs> I don't know. But, yeah, I mean. He's having a great year. I think, you know, we often we often forget and often neglect our pets. So, you know, having this time where we're working from home, if you're able to work from home, mm -hmm. it's just, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. You, know, you get to see your little fur babies and they yeah. help with the stress. And, you know, you can't be mad with your, your fur babies. You can't be mad with a dog licking your face. Like, it's yeah. difficult. Unless they're breastfeeding. They have their little personalities, and they're just, you know, Ollie's just becoming an old, grumpy man. And he I accept really that is. now. <laughs> I accept that. So, yeah. Love it. Okay. My turn? Yep, your turn. Uh, da, 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 da. What was the worst thing about 2020 for you? Oh, we're getting deeper again. We had a little light moment. We had moment. a little light moment. We had to give you guys a little break. A little break, break. I would just say all the hate that was going on of 2020 yeah it just weighed heavy on my heart yeah and i just to be a star wars nerd i know you're not into this do it it's okay all. i quote harry potter but to I you felt, all the time do it but i felt like yoda when all the jedi the jedis are being massacred and it's just like he's like clutching his heart and he's just like i feel it because they're all connected by the force okay but it's thank just, you for explaining yeah <laughs> I was like, pause. You want to feel some emotions? I yeah, know. they're all connected. They're Which all one connected. is the one that doesn't? Oh, that Star Trek is the one that doesn't feel emotions. I'm sorry. My dad was a Trekkie. I didn't. I'm I sorry. Know. I'm sorry. It's okay. Go ahead. But yeah, so it's like, I don't know, just all the hate that was going on and and just seeing it every single day, hearing about it. It just, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I want us so, I'm so desperate for us to be better. Yeah. And more accepting and yeah. more loving because, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what we should have done from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I don't know why this is such a hard concept to grasp. Like, mm -hmm. why do you care what another person does with their romantic life? Mm -hmm. Or with their body. Or with or... their bodies. Like, it has nothing to do with you. Like, be happy with what you have. Be happy where you're at. Be happy with the family and friends that you've cultivated. Yeah. It's like, why are you so concerned about how a person chooses to live their life. If they're right. not harming anybody and they're not doing any harm to the environment, they're not doing harm to you or your family, why does it matter? Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't know. And I, I invite those that are listening to really think deeply and to, and to really, I don't know, just, just have this home for you guys because mm -hmm. it's just, 
you know, we need to change. Mm -hmm. We need to change as a society and we just need to be better. And, you know, it's a lot of heavy things happened this year. And I just, I hope 2021 brings the better, brighter, and more loving parts of us. Yeah, I get you. I feel like you make a good point this year, kind of like shined a light on all of the negativity that just like sees beneath the surface that we mm-hmm. just all ignore and kind of don't talk about and yeah if we were to have a hope for the future it'd be that this year forced us to look at the things that we wanted to pretend like aren't there or pretend like don't happen with the frequency with which they do happen and because we can't pretend anymore let's let's face it let's look at it let's move forward let's learn to just be understanding or let's learn to have a conversation with someone who's different than us rather than being like, oh, no, I hate you because you make a different choice than me. Like, Yeah. It's just like, if everyone was the same, what a boring, what a boring world. Terrible world we, we would, would live, live in. in. Yeah. And it's just, I don't, I, it just baffles me how people are just so hateful. Mm-hmm. And it's just, just love everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it sounds very like hippy-dippy, Libra-ish. But it's just. But it's still a good. Message. I don't understand. Yeah, but it's like I don't understand why that is so difficult. Yeah. Why? Why do you give a fuck about what other people do? It's just like as long as they're not doing any bad, what does it matter? Mm-hmm. Like you need to instead of worrying about that shit, you need to take a look, a good look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. And you need to heal your evil heart, your your black heart, and just fix that yeah. let's like, all turn inward let's yeah not, let's like heal project. your trauma because if you're dealing with this shit and you're projecting all your hatred onto someone else you need to do the something's work something's going on you with you you need to figure your shit out and you need to heal yeah that's all i can say yeah yeah i think you make a good point love <sighs> anyway <laughs> deep breath <laughs> what about you um for me i would say it's slightly more personal worst thing about 2020 And I'm going to temper my quote worst slash complaint with the fact that I know my job space is not the same job space as a lot of other people. So the complaint and the worst that I'm giving is for me and for people going through much worse circumstances than what I am going through. And I would say that's working through a pandemic, but still trying to produce as if you were not in a pandemic, meaning like trying to make it normal not even just that but like you're you're trying to work full steam with while neglecting like the emotional Mm. and mental turmoil that you're going through with the fact that we're in the middle of goddamn pandemic like there's a lot of change that's been happening there's a lot of fear there's a lot of worry there's a lot of concern there's a lot of hatred that was brought up in this year and pretending like that's not going on isn't helpful for anyone and doesn't really get you into a more productive space but those people like you know, myself, I have family and friends who are nurses and physicians assistants, uh, physicians assistants, like the shit that you have to go through to be like, I know I'm not good right now, but I have to wake up and go to work because people depend on me Mm -hmm. to do something. And it's not like I can just stay home or it's not like I can, you know, telecommute to work or something like that for the people who can amazing. I'm very happy for you. Although that brings in a whole new stress because I had to watch that with my sister all year long. It's working through a pandemic, no matter what you're doing is trying to produce as if things aren't going on where you're not mentally drained where you're not emotionally drained and dealing with that while still quote unquote getting the job done is a lot harder than we all thought it would be like working while mentally drained is fucking exhausting because you've got nothing to give you have no fresh ideas like I feel like I've had very few good ideas at my job this year because I'm like 
I have nothing going on in his brain up here except for it's sadness. Just like pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. What are we gonna do? Some like on pandemic, our- race violence, political violence. Like I just, I got a lot of stress going on in his brain right now. I'm so sorry. I can't come up with a catchy pun. Like I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming to me unless you want a dark joke. That's about all I can produce in this moment. So for that, I would say I think that's the worst part of this year is. All of us, like, anyone who lost their job, I my heart goes out to you. That's fucking devastating because we are not in a place where you can live in this country and not work. Yeah, because... and our system, our systems are very flawed to yeah. where we, we can't help these, these people. No. I mean, we can barely help the homeless people, and they make a, they make up a very high population. Unfortunately high population in this country. Like... So, I mean... So it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If you lost your job, yeah, you don't have the stress of working in a pandemic, but now you have the stress of not having a job mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic when you're mm-hmm. supposed to stay at home. It's like, well, what happens if I lose my home? Mm-hmm. And then working during a pandemic, it's like I'm trying to do the things that I know I need to do, but my mind is just not into it. Like my heart is not into it. I'm, I'm sad. I'm worried. I'm stressed out. I don't know what next month is going to look like. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with constant policy changes where like mm-hmm. I'm trying. I can't plan two weeks ahead at this particular point like yeah it's a lot it's a lot to deal with and especially since you work with the public yeah and then I work with like social services basically and it's it's hard like you're absolutely on the nose on that it's just counseling at home Mm -hmm. for me is I need that human connection I need to see you I need to know like and there's if so many I'm, nonverbal cues that yeah, you don't get anymore. If I'm talking to you about something and you move a certain way at, in person, I'd be able to catch it. Yeah. But it, now I can't. Mm-hmm. And now you're either going to deal with that on your own and it can, it can manifest into something bigger. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's super stressful. It's super difficult. So, I mean, you make a, a very great, valid point thank you thank you and i just want to validate what everyone's going through like no this isn't easy like yes we might all be of the mindset of like let's just keep going at least i don't have this going on or at least this bad thing has not happened to me that's true that's 100 percent true but it's we're not just going about our regular day like we're we're working through a very difficult time so it's okay if, if it's not we're not as productive and we're not doing the things that we think we should be doing mm-hmm. so what was the best thing? It was the best thing of 2020. Ooh. <laughs> I'm like, I just harped on like a lot of negative things But right I mean, now. it's important to bring up that. It's important to bring up We need that. balance. Because, I mean, it's true. I mean, we can't deny that we're in a pandemic. Like, you know, shit hit the fan. Shit hit year. the fan. And it's great Look, everywhere. I'm so proud. I finished my, my drink, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, The best thing of 2020, I'll say for me, rather than like in general for the world of 2020, um, is I would say figuring out how many or, or being astonished by how many ways you could do something that you didn't think you could do before. Yeah. I think... I think that was really good. I'm like connecting with friends that I haven't connected with much before mm-hmm. because they're like, okay, like we're all kind of going through shit. So let's just talk about it. And I'm having mm-hmm. more honest conversations with other people that I hadn't had before. Um, I'm, you know, taking, taking stock of the things that I do and trying to make better decisions in there because I'm in a time in a space where I don't think it's responsible to ignore these particular things. So like 
changing what I consume media wise or changing what I'm reading, changing the way I shop to try and be more, more ethical and more sustainable. Like I started thrifting this year. I haven't done that in a really, really long time. So just taking, I think the best part of this was that it gave us space to look at the decisions we were making more critically because we, the, the hustle and bustle of our everyday life had been ripped away from us. So all you can do is look at life more critically and be like, mm-hmm. am I making the best choice in this space? Am I doing the healthiest thing for myself? So I think that's been the best part of this. I love that. That was really well said. Yeah. What about I, you? I agree. Um, I would say, you know, because we, like you just said, the hustle and bustle of everybody, we kind of had a moment to just reflect mm-hmm. and also have moments for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I've been working at home, it kind of allows me, you know, I don't have a supervisor that's on top of me 24-7, but not saying that my supervisor was, but, you know, I was able to pick up good habits and actually really work on myself, Mm -hmm. um, whether that's, you know, um, interpersonal, um, professionally as a counselor, you know, I was... I actually took a class. Yeah, that previously you weren't able to because it was mm-hmm. at a location you couldn't get to. So. Yeah, it was out of Wisconsin. And I was like, yeah, no, no. I can't do that. But because they offered it online, you know, opportunities were, were given because of this pandemic. So, you know, it's going to better me as a counselor, better me as a person because I got to meet awesome, amazing people. And actually, wow. I was very vulnerable mm-hmm. with with these essentially strangers Mm -hmm. but it was just so great to have that human connection and actually listening to people's stories and actually listening to some of the experiences they've had and that is azzy he's trying to say hello to everybody my dogs really really (laughs) want to be a part of this podcast they're like please stop ignoring me i'm telling you 2020s to the dogs to the dogs i'm like you got um, a whole human downstairs with you i don't know why you need other things he wants more he wants more but anyway, um, yeah, you know, we kind of got this year um, a chance to really reconnect yeah. with ourselves yeah. and connect with our families and, I mean, even our fur, fur babies. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were doing things like people were baking, people were trying out new activities, and, you know, they were being creative, and mm-hmm. it's something that, you know, with our society, we are always on the go, 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 go. We need to work. We need to do this. We right. need to have overtime. You're not successful if money. you're not producing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, right? but I feel like we kind of had a breather to where we could try new things. Yeah. And see how it makes us feel and all that. So I would say that is the best thing because I know sometimes our goals and our ambitions kind of get in the way of taking care of ourselves. Yeah. So And just taking the small moments, like you said, like looking at things and being like, oh, I remember I used to like doing this like six years ago when I had time to do Mm -hmm. stuff, but I haven't done this since then. Like just taking the time to be like, oh, I should probably do something in addition to work. I should do something that makes me happy. I should do some, some activity that I enjoy, whether it's like posting crazy ass videos on TikTok or baking bread or going Mm -hmm. on a hike with your dog, like whatever it is that it is that you enjoy doing, like taking that moment and taking that time is actually really worth it. Yeah, and I would say, like, we we really were into going to farmer's market mm-hmm. this year. I don't think we did that at all last year, me and my family. But that was something that me and my mom wanted to do together and where we supported, you know, local farmers and all that. And then, you know, have amazing 
great produce that it wasn't all chemically enhanced and all that you know so we like you said we act we actually put thought and time into the businesses that we were we were investing in so Mm -hmm. uh, that is something that I really liked about this year and I will continue to do it I love that I love that too do we have more questions is that the last one one we have one final question oh the question Okay, what is your hope for 2021? It's not a light question either. It's not a light question. My hope for 2021, and I know this might sound broad and really big, but it's to be happy. And I think with all, like I said, with all the trauma that resurfaced and everything that I was going, that I was struggling with my mental health, it's just my goal is to be happy this year. And it's not to look at, at my life and be like I need this I need to add this no this is not right I'm not where I want to be instead of of being so negative towards my life or thinking I need more when actually I just need to be grateful for what I have you know I just I just want to be happy and it's like not saying that I'm like depressed and horrible and I'm in this like dark cloud it's just I want to be able to look at my life and look at what I have and be grateful for it and and feel that I don't need to add more that I'm just content with what's there but if I ever get to a moment where I'm not happy or I'm frustrated or something instead of complaining about it and and being upset by it it's like no I need to change it in order to be happy so whether that's a job whether that's my living situation whether that's you know anything in between it's just I want to be able to make those conscious decisions to to make myself happy. So I like that. I think that's a good hope. It's it's gonna be a struggle, but we are <laughs> we're gonna try. We're I believe that's a, I know, but I still feel like that's a safe hope. Like we're not we're not I hope that I can go to Italy in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I don't know. Reel it in. <laughs> smaller, smaller goals right now. Attainable goals. Smaller. Uh, no, but I love that. Um, I feel like my hope for 2021 is to learn how to enjoy small moments. I yes. feel like I'm, so you're on the same boat as me. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm bad at enjoying small moments because, and I don't think this is a bad thing. I'm an ambitious person. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think ambition's mm-hmm. ever a negative, but because I am an ambitious person and I'm never satisfied, I'm always like trying to push myself to do more. It's that bar. You keep pushing your bar up. I constantly push my bar and I constantly push myself, which I think is good because it keeps me reaching for new goals. But at the same time, I often forget that I reached a goal today with mm-hmm. where I am today. Five mm-hmm. years ago, this was a goal. And I need to take a moment to enjoy that small thing. Even if it's just like, you know, I was able to buy something that I wanted or I a stranger smiled at me and it made me feel good. Like mm-hmm. no matter how small the particular thing is, like it's really good to have ambition. It's really good to push yourself and to, to strive for new things. But it's also really important to take the time and say like, this one small thing happened. Yeah. And I want to sit and enjoy that this one small thing happened. So I, I'm going to try and do that in yeah, 2021. Like, like the beautiful full moon that we have tonight. Yes. Just, sitting down and enjoying that and just being in awe or bird watching or being outside and watching Azzy and all your dogs go crazy outside. I love that outside. all of your options are being outside. And I'm like listening to music, enjoying a new yeah. song, enjoying a new book. I'm like... See the hippie in me. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, the environment. 
when I'm like, I love you, environment. You're beautiful. I would not be here without like, you. I'll watch from inside. I'm going to look out my window. And I'm <laughs> you're gorgeous. I love you. No, I probably should get outside more. Vitamin D is actually nice for your mm-hmm. mental health. So, But yeah, that's my hope for 2021. Enjoy the small moments. A little bit of sunshine. Beautiful. A nice weather day. Anything. Any of those things. I mean, if you make awesome food, you enjoy it. Enjoy and the appreciate food. appreciate it. Yes. Enjoy the conversation, the small conversations around your dinner table. Enjoy a laugh at a good joke. A good cup of coffee. Excellent things. Excellent things. A new leaf sprouting on my plant because I'm proud. I know. I always get happy with that. (laughs) (laughs) The little things. I love it. Thank you, dear. I love that. Okay. So we want to make some fetch happen? Yes. Let's do this. Um, So what areas have you identified for growth and are working on? I am actually working on myself. Okay. I think it's appropriate for this last portion of the year um, because I want to start establishing a foundation for myself to where I practice good, healthy coping skills. I am being active and not like a sloth because, you know, the holidays, we all eat, we all enjoy. I just want to cozy up. You know? It's like we could get into really bad habits. Yeah. They're amazing in the moment. They feel great. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just establishing that foundation of like, I really want to go into my meditation practices. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to quiet the world around me and actually focus on my inner self. And it's so hard. It's so difficult. Yeah. But I've actually found a lot of great guided meditation um, through YouTube. So Love just it. being able for someone to kind of tell me yes. <laughs> how to do something yeah. first, and then I can see if I can, you know, bring that to where I'm able to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And then also get really, um, get back into, into yoga. So that way I can strengthen myself and feel better about my body. And hopefully that will help me go towards my hope and goal for 2021 is just be be happy with myself i love that i think that's great love what about you um my fetch is kind of like a future goal but kind of similar to what you're talking about so uh one of my favorite poets her name is cleo wade i should say one of my favorite contemporary poets because i like a lot of dead poets um (laughs) (laughs) sorry dead poet society over here uh one of my favorite contemporary that should be a shirt for you i know right i'm like it's a movie title so i could just wear that but <laughs> um anyways poet named cleo wade her first book um oh i love you have me obsessed with her amazing so just we, a you're beautiful gonna, way of oh, words she's the way she writes is outstanding so makes you want to cry you're gonna love this azzy hello azzy we Hi, love baby you. shark yes i call my dog baby shark we'll move on um, so her first book, Heart Talk, is the book poetry. That's the book that I showed you that I think Nikki bought your sister. Um, so but she has a Heart Talk journal that she just published, and it's a 52-week meditation, basically, where she uses some of her poetry as well as like some guided journaling prompts in it, and it's meant to take you through an entire year. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to buy that and I'm going to try it. I'm not going to make promises because I'm not good at following through on journaling, but I realized that 
I, I love writing and I stop myself from writing all the mm-hmm. time because I feel like if it's not perfect, I'm not going to write it down. That's not a really good mentality to have mm-hmm. when it comes to writing. So, but you're such a beautiful writer. Thank you. I try. I loved that one story that you sent me, that little small like romance. Oh, yeah. I uh-huh. loved it. And I was like, please, write a book. <laughs> why please. have you not finished why this? Why is no one funding this? <laughs> Here, take my money. <laughs> So I'm trying to, I'm going to get her journal and I'm going to try and actually actively journal. So she has a journal out? Yeah. She turned her Heart Talk book into a journal. (gasps) Yes. I'm obsessed. I'm so excited. Like, I love, I feel like that's why I'm going to do it because I love her poetry already. Oh, it's so amazing. It's so good. I can only imagine what her journal topics are going to be. and like Talk about vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. That woman right there. If you haven't read her stuff, please. Snaps to her. Snaps to her. She's outstanding. And she's like two years older than us, dude. Like What? Yeah. We need to be friends with her. I really want to. She lives in New Orleans. I'm like, you're in my city. Like, I just. when we go. When we go. We'll find her. I got to find her (laughs) because I need to be her friend. I need to be her friend. So, yeah. Wow. That's my fetch for ending 2020 and trying to give me some guidance through 2021. Beautiful. I love it. I hope that happens for you. Fingers crossed that I actually stick to it, so. Well, guys, it was a. I'm not gonna even say it was a lovely 2020. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie to you. It was a year. It was a year. And we are now at the end of the year. I hope all of you are safe. Yeah. I hope you are just surrounded by a bunch of love with friends and family as we go into the new year. And thank you so much for for listening to us. Hopefully, we helped get you through this crazy ass year this year um but thank you sasha to always being wonderful in in um posting our podcast episodes and being the technical support because (laughs) i don't know shit about this so big round of applause and thank you to sasha Thank so. you for being an epic partner. I would not do this alone, and I wouldn't have done this without you pushing <laughs> me to do this in the first place. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank All you. right, guys. Sasha, for the last time of 2020, plug us in with the social media. <laughs> um, okay, so if you're not already following us, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram. We're at On Wednesdays We Drink Podcast. On Twitter, we're at OWWD Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe on whatever your podcast listening platform is. Um, If you can give us a review or a little comment, that would be great too. Um, Drop by on any of our social medias and say, hey, we love it. That's all I got for you in this 2020. You did that so smoothly. Thank you. It's so fucking beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty, loves. Remember to keep it wicked. And seize the day by the cupful. Bye, Bye, loves. loves.